All right, give me that title up there on the screen. Every quilt has a story. Jeremiah chapter 1. Let's get there. Are you there? Uh, we will be in Jeremiah 1, uh, but let me look in, look in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 36. So many things that we do and say had its origin in the Bible. Here's Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 36. Why gaddest thou about so much? You gad about. You ever heard that? You mean only my grandma says that? You've heard that? came from the Bible. Right there it is. Now, Jeremiah 1, then the word of the Lord came unto me, meaning Jeremiah, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Father, take the words that we will speak here this morning, and I'm praying, God, that every person will See the reality, see the kindness, and the care of you, O oh God, our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Every quilt has a story. This started about, oh, I don't know, I should have wrote this down. Whenever this Oasis meeting was, and uh, probably a week or a month ago, and we had this Oasis meeting, and... At the end of the Oasis meal, which was great, I might add, they always are. How many knows what Oasis is? Older adults still in service. And at the end of it, Sue Britton, and I told Randy Vincent Wednesday, as a lot of these quilts was already up here Wednesday, I said, uh, Randy, see what your mother-in-law started and he says, she's good at starting a lot of things. <laughs> but Sue was, uh, had asked some of the women to bring their quilts. And as she started this, she said, every quilt has a story. And Adam Harrell was sitting next to me, and he punched me and says, preacher, that sounds like a, that sounds like a sermon right there. And I got my pencil and paper out, and I started writing stuff down. And different things that them ladies were saying, I wrote it down. And at the end of that, Mary Street comes up to me, and she says, Mark, last night at 1 o'clock, I woke up, and I just thought, my quilt. I've got to get my quilt and put it by the door. That way I won't forget my quilt. And then I started thinking about something else, and I forgot my quilt. Because I'd asked the women, would it be all right and would they agree to this if I went ahead and did a sermon to where they could all bring their quilts? And they was all, yes, we want to bring our quilts. And Mary then proceeded to tell me afterwards, I, I forgot my quilt. Is it all right if I bring my quilt for the sermon? And I said, Mary, that'd be more than all right. Just make sure pie accompanies it and he'll be all right. <laughs> Here's Mary's quilt right here. 
And the reason that I, then they put her, na- her face on it, that way I wouldn't uh, forget. But right there is Mary's quilt. And Mary's quilt, let me tell you what, even though she has gone on to heaven, her quilt, her life still has a story to preach. Still has a story to tell. Tanya Borgman told me, Mark, I can't make pies as good as Mary Street, but I can start at least maybe not uh, fill in her shoes, but maybe I can uh, at least start doing that. And she brought up uh, apple pie, and, and after I tasted it, it was like, yes, you, you have my blessing. Go ahead and, <laughs> and start doing that. But Mary's life will continue to live on. And there are all of these different quilts, and every one of them, and I, 37 quilts, and I do not have time to tell every one of the story. Somebody, um, you two young guys right there, help me out here. Help me out here. Hold this up, hold this up. Don't clap yet, Make, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you when to clap. All right. Hold that up to where everybody can get a good look at that. That is, uh, that's Pam Sessions quilt and show it up big and you guys can do better than that. Uh, uh, Unfold it, unfold it. Huh? Look at that. Look at that. The time and effort that it would have taken to have done that, I don't know. Pam, how many hours would that have taken? I don't, she don't know either. See, It's it's astronomical how many hours that would have taken me to have done, I would have never got it done. Now you guys go right over there and fold that up nice and neat for me. <laughs> Get off the screen, fold that up nice and neat, and then put that back over there for me. <clears throat> and all of these different quilts, everyone telling a story. This one right here I noticed right off because it says, who killed Elvis? <laughs> but these are T-shirts that our dear brother, Dick Fairchild, wore. And right here is, if I can get out of the way and show this, but right there is one of the T-shirts, the Orchardville Church uh, Reach, Teach, and Serve. And Lisa compiled all them together afterwards and said on different days to where she is thinking about her dad. She can just kind of pile up, uh, have that over her and think about her dad. And on, on that same note, there was one um, Judy Earhart. Judy was telling about uh, her mother-in-law, Lucille Earhart. She's 93 years old. Gary can remember as her mom would be working on these quilts where Gary would be up underneath those quilts as she was working on them. That was like, what, 10 years ago? No, no. And how old some of these quilts are. And and I don't have time to go through each and every one, but every quilt tells a story. And think of the tragedy of neglecting any one of these quilts. It'd be like when the Bible talks about that we neglecting such a great plan of salvation for our lives. 
It ain't that you robbed a bank or you shot somebody. It's that you neglect what God's wanting to do in your life. That is a tragedy. The Bible said, how shall we escape if we neglect? I'd buy my kids uh, uh, bicycles and, and show up from work, and there they are laying out there in the yard being rained on, and nothing would make me more infuriated than that. They were neglecting the gift that I had given them. Don't neglect what God has given each and every one of us. Thank God for the gift that he's given us. Each one the God, that God of heaven has given us this life, that's his gift to us. What we do with that life is our gift back to him. Amen. Janice Cherry, I'm going to word for word. The binding on my quilt is the final piece of fabric that covers the entire edge and seals the batting just as my salvation is sealed by Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Amen. The pieces of fabric cannot make itself. We cannot make ourselves go to heaven, but we can under the hand of the quilt maker. He can mold us. He can shape us. He can form us. He can sew us. He can bind us together like we ought to be. Quilt maker does that. Unfortunately, many people have their own way and they go their own way and the bible talks about how unfortunate that is when somebody goes their own way robert lynn told a story in his sunday school class over at fairfield that i was a part of and man it gripped me when he was telling me that about how his life had dwindled down to where he was doing nothing but math and doing all kinds of different drugs and that's all his life had just spiraled down to to where that was his life and he said one night as I got home and I was sick, I wasn't feeling good. And he said, I looked down there at my dog. And he said, this dog that had been neglected, had not been fed. He said, I looked at that dog, its hair was a matted mess. He said, it was flea infested. There were ticks all over it. And he said, I reached down and I picked up my dog and I said, oh God. Don't let my dog die. And then he said, I said, oh God, don't let me die. Don't let me die. And soon after that, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. And now that man is a wonderful example of what God's grace can do in a person's life. Thank God for that. Amen. The equivalent that we have of the quilt maker in the Bible is in the book of Jeremiah. Turn there to Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah 18. God said to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's shop and there I'm going to preach a sermon to you. And in Jeremiah chapter 18, arise, go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. Now, the Egyptian potter, 
They, with one arm, one hand, they operated the wheel. And with the other hand, they formed the clay. The Jewish potter didn't do it that way. With his foot, he operated the wheel. And with both hands, he was able to form and fashion the clay as he wanted it to be. Jeremiah knew that God was the potter and that he himself was the clay. And all that Jeremiah knew I could do was just be formed in his hands and be fashioned in his hands. See, just as this fabric cannot automatically and magically become a quilt, it takes the quilt maker to make this thing into a wonderful quilt. The same thing with any jar or a vase of pottery. That thing does not happen magically. It does not happen by just setting the clay there. But the clay has to be willing to be formed by the hand of the potter. Preacher, what I'm doing, I'm holding out faithful to the end. Let me tell you something far better than that. Far better than you holding out faithful to the end is you being held by the potter. That's a better deal. I'm preaching to you now. That's a better deal. Being held by the quilt maker, being held by the potter. John 10, my sheep hear my voice and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Well, I'm working real hard, and I'm trying real hard, and I'm just like the gerbil on the wheel, and this week I've done more right things than I've done wrong, and therefore I'm going to go to heaven. No, it don't work that way. We stay in the hand of the potter. We're in the potter's hand. How many how many's got kids? How many of your, your kid got this old, they want to do their own thing? Or this, they want to do their own thing. And when it comes time to cross the street, no, I got to hang on to your hand, little Joey. No, I want to hang on to your hand, Dad. No, I want to hang on to your hand. No, Dad, I want to hang on to your hand. No, son, I've got to hang on to your hand. No, I want to hang on to your hand, Daddy. We know the safest deal is for Dad to clasp his hand around the hand of that child and then cross the street. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. Not to where you got the little boy or little girl's got his hand clasped around dad's hand. That's not the best deal. The best deal is for dad to hold his child. And listen to what John said. Nobody is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Ruth Kessler. Where's hers at? I don't remember. Ruth, where's yours at? Where are you at? <laughs> right here. Where's your, where's, your, where's your quilt at? All right, it's here somewhere. Her quilt was started by her mom years ago. And then Ruth decided, I need to finish that quilt. And in doing that, I someday will be able to hand that down to my daughter. All of these quilts, you can mark it down, it is a generational thing. There nobody is going to be content in just holding on to their quilt and never giving that quilt away. No, they'll want to give that quilt away. 
At some point in time, they'll want to give that quilt away. Now I want to back up and look in verse 4 on chapter 18. Because we've already seen, he went down to the potter's house. Behold, the potter wrought a work on the wheel. The vessel that he made of clay was marred. The vessel that he made of clay was divorced. The vessel that he made of clay was bankrupt. The vessel that he made of clay was lonely. Preacher, I know what happened. They jumped out of the potter's hand. That's not what it says. In the hand of the potter. In the hand of the potter. I know that don't fit real good theologically in somebody's box. Because we think if we say the right things and do the right things, nothing ever bad is ever going to happen. Yeah, the clay just jumped out and said, forget about the potter. I'm doing my own thing. And it fell off the wheel and it broke itself and there it had to be all done over. And it just what the, that's what that clay deserved. No, it was while it was in the hands of the potter, it became marred. It was while it's in the hands of the potter that it became sick. Words that nobody wants to hear. And Dr. Moat said them to me, Mark, this looks cancerous. Nobody wants to hear that. And hospital visits that I've been making for 25 years and not having a clue what people were going through. Now, when I hear the term MRI, when I hear the term PET scan, when I hear the term CT scan, when I hear the term bone scan, when I hear the term kidney biopsy, I feel for what those people have had to go through. And it wasn't that I jumped out of the hand of the potter. I have been as faithful now as I've been for all these different years to where we're trying to win people to Jesus. We're trying to build. We're trying to help the next generation. We're trying to do all these things. But this happened while I was still in the hand of the potter. And something that I've told this church time and time again, don't doubt in the dark what you have believed in the light. Dana Luce, on her quilt, she used these words together, and I like that. And it's words that I've heard before, but I just, for whatever reason, hadn't put it together in this whole thing of me thinking about quilts. She said, I thank God for the quilt work he's done in my life. Quilt work. Quilt work. I thank God for the quilt work that he's done in my life. 
that he which has began a good work will perform it. Amen? Amen. Amen. God's a finisher. God's just not a beginner. God's a finisher. He which began a good work. Let the God of heaven that's began a good work in you, let him complete that work. Becky Allen on her double wedding ring quilt. Three generations of having that quilt. And in that quilt survived their house fire. And she writes, the wedding rings on that quilt shows that a marriage built on faith in Jesus can survive the flames of life. Thank God. Thank God. And I've already mentioned this. Every one of these quilts, every one, they were planned to be given to the next generation. Simon Peter says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That truth has been passed from one generation to the next. Thank God for that. Last week, at the end of the service, I think it was at the end, I asked Frank Taylor, I said, and most of you remember this. Some of you, it's been a week, so no, you won't <laughs> And I said, uh, Frank, I'd like for people to be able to go outside and look at the, the new, the barracks. I said, it's a muddy mess out there. Anybody remember what Frank said? Stay on, the, stay on the rock. That ain't how he said it. He goes, stay on the rock. <laughs> Church, the world can be a mess out there. Stay on the rock. Stay on the rock. Because you don't know what you may have to face. Stay on the rock. Stay on the rock. The number of people that I have visited down through these years, and basically the refrain is the same. Preacher, why am I going through this? We'd like for the weather to be changed, is what they're saying. The storms are blowing, and we wish we had different weather. And I've walked out of those hospital rooms thinking, oh God, the most important thing is not if they're healed or not. The most important thing is for them to stay on the rock. Amen. Stay on the rock. Stay on the rock. Stay on the rock. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after your will while I am waited, yielded, and still. Let the potter work a work in your life. Let the quilt maker be able to bind 
that edging, as Janice said, where you never have to wonder and be fearful. Am I saved? Because you know that your life has been bound up with God. And what a beautiful, wonderful thing that is. If you have a need for prayer, it's not that I'm going to beg you to come up here for prayer. You know your heart. You know what you're going through. But don't try to work this out and walk this out on your own. Ask him for his guidance. Ask him for his help. Father, I thank you, God, for what this means to me. For, Lord, we can't fix ourselves, but we can certainly go to you. And, Lord, what you're wanting to do with me is to make it a vessel just as your word says, he made another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. God, this may be an avenue, a direction that you're wanting to take my life and take me. God, I want to be molded to that. I want to be willing to be shaped to that. I don't want to go my whole way. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after your will. While I am waiting, you will stand. As they sing, if you have a need, feel free to come and pray. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, and by his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds and by his wounds we are healed we are healed by your sacrifice in the life that you gave we are grace we are saved we are saved he was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his word Transgressions and crushed for our 
The punishment that brought us peace was upon him by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. We are healed by your sacrifice in the It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.